Good morning, and welcome to Online Sunday School, uh, Central Baptist Church. Uh, this is the Sunday School lessons for, or lesson for October 16, 2022, uh, and it is about Joseph, uh, the character that follows Jacob in our study of the characters in the Old Testament. Um, so what do we think of when we think of Joseph? Uh, we think of the coat of many colors. And what it reminds me of uh, that um, there's such a, a wonderful connection to many of our um, memories as, uh, at least for me as a child of the story um, when I was uh, Sunday school or vacation Bible school. And <clears throat> as an adult, I find that uh, that story of the coat of many colors reflects the many different aspects of the story of Joseph uh, and the trials that he went through, the faith that he had, and the many ways that he uh, trusted and continued through his life, continued to trust God. And because of that, there was uh, a lot of glory brought, brought to God. So I wanted to uh, summarize the life of Joseph, um, but before we get started, let's have a short, a short prayer. Father, we just ask your blessing now upon us as we study your word. We thank you for it. Um, show us, Father, what you have for us in looking at Joseph's life, his, his dealing with the challenges of uh, what he went through as, as he followed your calling. And may we see in our own lives where you call us and may we be, obey, trust and obey. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. So I found a summary uh, of Joseph's story, as you know, from um, not only from our lesson, but also from your experience, the study, the story of Joseph covers many chapters in Genesis. In fact, from chapter 37 to chapter 50, uh, and 27 years of time. So <clears throat> um, I'm going to read a, a brief summary of what I, uh, something I found that gives us some background, and then we'll look more closely at Joseph's, uh, some factors of Joseph's life that may speak to us as well. Um, Joseph was born into a family of 10 brothers. His father was Jacob, who was the twin brother of Esau. Um, Joseph was the first child born to Jacob and Rachel, and his father favored him very much because Rachel was the wife he really loved. Uh, moreover, Joseph's birth became in Jacob's old age. Uh, yes, Joseph was spoiled, and if you're familiar with the story of Joseph's coat of many colors, the coat was a sign of Jacob's favoritism. Uh, it earned anger and wrath of his brothers. To make matters worse, Joseph had two dreams as a, as a young boy that made not only his brothers mad, but his parents uncomfortable. The conclusion of these dreams was that he would rule over his parents and siblings. It was these dreams that really pushed his brothers over the edge. And one day when his father sent Joseph to go check on his brothers in the fields, they tossed him into a, a well or a hole and later sold him into slavery to some passing Ishmaelite traders. Joseph was only 17 years old at the time. 
They covered their tracks by ripping off his coat of many colors, killing an animal, plastering its blood all over the coat and taking it to jo Jacob and telling him that some animal had killed Joseph. Jo Jacob, the father, was so heartbroken and later we learn in the story that he never really recovered from losing his favorite son. Meanwhile, Joseph ended up as a slave in Egypt. He did so well there that he was put in charge of Potiphar's house and Potiphar directly worked for Pharaoh. Unfortunately, Joseph's excellent work, but more so his handsome, attractive appearance earned the attention of Potiphar's wife and she tried to seduce him and yet he refused. His commitment to God was very strong. And so she wickedly cried that uh, he had slept with her. And at the end, and uh, that was the end of Joseph's career in Potiphar's house. His next stint was in an Egyptian prison. And there he distinguished himself with excellent work. Uh, and he was made a leader. While doing his work, he met two of Pharaoh's officials who were in prison, who had dreams that they could not understand. So Joseph interpreted those dreams, and sure, sure enough, they were spot on, and the events of their lives unfolded just as Joseph had explained. Years later, the Pharaoh had a dream he found confusing and troubling. Joseph was remembered by the cupbearer who had been in prison and had, had his dreams interpreted. So Joseph was summoned by the Pharaoh, and sure enough, by God's power, Joseph was able to interpret the dream. The dream meant that the famine was uh, seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine were coming. And not only did Joseph have the interpretation of the dream correct, but he also had a solution. And so Pharaoh found favor in him and made him ruler over much of uh, Egyptian production of grain and much of Egypt. When the famine started, uh, Joseph's brothers traveled to Egypt to buy food for relief from the famine. At first, they did not recognize Joseph, and through a series of schemes and plots, Joseph tested them to see uh, where their hearts were. He eventually revealed his identity, and his entire family moved to Egypt and was able to have relief from the famine, along with much of Israel. So there's sort of a quick summary. Um, I do want us to focus on a number of, of uh, aspects of the story that may speak to us in our own challenges in this in this day and age. Um, the lesson uh, in the book kind of uh, focuses on forgiveness, which is certainly a, a huge part of this. But I also want us to look at uh, earlier in the story how Joseph worked in faith and trust and continued to be consistent in that, that he was persistent with following God's calling, that um, there was some sibling rivalry and that kind of thing, but that initially or ultimately Joseph was called into a number of types of leadership. And uh, let's look at how leadership is a very big factor in what God calls us to do. And then we'll circle back to looking more at the trust and obedience that Joseph continually um, showed God. First, let's consider vision and recognizing God's calling on our lives. 
one of the first lessons from the life of Joseph is that God often has plans for us that we ourselves do not desire or yet uh, it can produce some unfavorable backlashes. As far as we know, Joseph did not have any real desire for leadership. When he had his dreams, there was no evidence that he knew what they meant. In fact, it was his father who pointed out what they might mean and at some point in the future, Joseph would rule over his father, mother, and brothers. Joseph did not have this his dream for himself, yet his brothers were angry and jealous. When they called him Joseph the dreamer, it was by no means a compliment. It did not help that Joseph was his, the favorite child, and there was good chance that the father was not going to give him a significant share of the inheritance, though he was not the... the since he was not the eldest son. His brothers said to him in Genesis 37, 8, do you intend to reign over us? Will you actually rule us? And they hated him all the more because of his dream and what he had said. Not only was his brothers were brothers unhappy, but so was his father. When he told his father as well as his brothers, his father rebuked him and said, what is this dream you had? Will your mother and I your and your brothers actually come and bow down to you on the ground? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept the mind the matter in mind. Sometimes we can't help what God has called us to do. Um, and sometimes we run into uh, friends or family that uh, question our calling but we have to remain consistent in faith with Jesus, with God and his calling on our lives. Um, so if you felt hesitant in your calling, join the crowd, um, Joseph, Abraham, Moses, Joshua, Jonah, um, Peter. Uh, there were a lot that have hesitated to be leaders. We may come back to that here later, but, uh, the point I think is that uh, no matter who challenges us in our in our calling, that if we truly are called of of God, that we need to remain consistent and uh, faithful, no matter who that uh, detractor might be. Another aspect of this is that God's plans are unstoppable. Although Joseph's brothers tried to destroy God's plan for his life by selling him into slavery, they're actually, their actions only served to, God, to cause God's plan to fall right into place. And how um, apropos, uh, people's jealousy or actual attempts to stand in your way will never, ever make a difference to what God has in store. In fact, those things can only delay God's plan, but not deny them. Another aspect of this whole story is that God always shows up. Although Joseph ended up in Egypt because of unfortunate family issues, God never left him alone in this country of strangers. Such a powerful lesson from the life of Joseph. From Genesis 39, 2 through 6, we read, The Lord was with Joseph so that he, was, he prospered, and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him 
success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care. With Joseph in charge, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. So God showed up by allowing favor to fall on Joseph from Potiphar, and then God blessed everything Joseph touched. God also showed up when the baker and the wine bearer's dreams were correctly interpreted by Joseph later when Joseph was in prison. This was another confirmation from, for Joseph that God had not left him alone. When there is a calling on your life, God is not in the business of allowing you to flounder. He will always be there orchestrating the pieces, guiding you, even if it's not in the way that you might expect. So in what ways has God showed up in your life, in your life's challenges? Uh, have we missed those times when God shows up? And how can we be more intentional about discerning God's hand in our lives? Those are questions that I think we all must answer. Another most empowered, another empowerful uh, life principle from the life of Joseph has to do with integrity. When Joseph worked in Potiphar's house, there was nothing that was out of bounds for him except Potiphar's wife. Although he tried to avoid her at all costs, she would not leave him alone. But his integrity was driven by his sound commitment and obedience to God. How then, this is in Genesis 39, we read, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. So never be tempted to cut corners or use shady link-ups. God has your back. There's no need to dishonor him. If his plans for you are sure, then they are perfect. And God does not lie, nor does he default on his promises. So it's an important lesson for us to always act consistently with integrity, especially when we're ministering to the unsaved and unchurched, um, hypocrisy will kill our witness. And so we see from the life of Joseph how consistency and integrity um, made a big difference in how people perceived him. So a further uh, aspect of being um, of this story is how God called Joseph into leadership. One of the most powerful lessons from the life of Joseph is the idea that God had to push Joseph into purpose. You see, Joseph was a natural born leader. We know this because anyone who is humble in following usually will make a great leader we can also see that he followed his father's instructions. However, Joseph was comfortable at home. 
he was spoiled by his parents and he was not using his skills that God had given him. In Egypt, he was forced to rise up and shine. God will sometimes orchestrate situations to force us to use the gifts he has blessed us with. If we will not go quietly and willingly, he will stir up our nest and make it uncomfortable so that we have no choice but to move into his purpose. How true this is and how many times have you seen that in your life? I know I've seen it in mine. Romans 8.28, of course, says, and we know that God works all things together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. So those he calls, he equips, and we must be ready for leadership. A saying of one of my best friends, uh, who was a corporate executive, says uh, that if you are in a situation and you will look around and there are no leaders, then you're it. And I think that's an interesting concept that sometimes we are called in the leadership when we're not looking to be leaders. And Joseph's story is one of those, uh, makes that, uh, that point. Later in the story, at the end, we see uh, another leadership lesson that can be gleaned from how Joseph treated his brothers who had wronged him. Although he put them through grueling tests, those plots and schemes served a purpose. Joseph was willing to forgive and to accept them back into his life, but he needed to see if they were deserving of a second chance. No one says you have to maintain a relationship with someone you have already forgiven, sometimes self-preservation is better. So Joseph approached this situation with caution and wisdom. His brothers seemed to be guilt-ridden by the 20-year-old secret they had kept from their father, but they also seemed truly sorry, and that's what Joseph needed to see to determine whether or not they should be given a second chance, uh, opportunity, a second opportunity to enter his life. Can you imagine being uh, treated uh, like uh, Joseph was by your siblings, uh, forgotten and left to die uh, in, in uh, the hands of other uh, slave owners? And yet uh, Joseph uh, was moved by God's spirit to allow forgiveness and a second chance for his brothers. And in Luke, we read Luke 17, three, so watch yourselves. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them. If they repent, forgive them. And of course, Jesus teaches in Matthew six, but if you do not forgive others for their sins, your father will not forgive you your sins. Sometimes though we forgive someone else who has wronged us, continuing to keep them uh, intimately involved in our lives is not healthy or sustainable. Um, we are called to forgive, but in some cases, we are not called to necessarily forget. And we should use God's guidance and those that have wronged us, we should uh, give them a second chance, but not feel obligated 
to become intimately involved with them if uh, that's not what God is leading us to do. Finally, let's move, let's uh, work back and look at trust and obedience. Trust God's process. What is what a powerful part of the story of Joseph. Perhaps that's the most powerful lesson from the life of Joseph, and that is that he trusted God completely. Through the 23 years in Egypt, before his brothers came, he kept the faith and trusted God. God allowed Joseph's suffering because in the bigger picture, his calling was to save the then known world from starvation. In this regard, Joseph is a, is a type of Christ figure, enduring hardship with the goal of saving others. Joseph's suffering, Joseph's suffering brought glory to God. And when the entire story unfolded, Joseph recognized how man's selfishness only served to highlight God's powerful and power and faithfulness. So in Genesis 50, we read the key verse for me. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. I, I am in the place God has put me. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. And in a more personal way, Joseph's suffering sharpened his faith. It forced him to watch for glimpses of God showing up. And while he understood the dreams uh, in it, that of uh, other people's lives, he many times did not understand what was happening in his own life, how true that is for us. Yet he held on to the dreams of his youth, and he believed that God would one day bring them to reality, and his faith paid off. So I think it's important for us um, to always take uh, a step back and look at the bigger picture when we deal with the challenges in our lives. Um, the calling of God uh, can be difficult. Um, it can be challenging. And God will even allow testing during uh, when he uh, calls us. Uh, and it's all for a purpose. And we need to understand that uh, trusting and obeying is the key and how can we better live out Romans 8, 28 um, that um, says that all things work for good for them that uh, love the Lord and call, are called according to his purpose. And that is to remain faithful and to trust. The old song says, trust and obey for there is no other way to have, be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. And those words are very very true. Thank you for your time today. I hope you've gleaned something from uh, our lesson today, and I uh, pray that you'll join us again uh, for some online Sunday school, Central Baptist Church. God bless.